So, so last week, uh, let's see, we had a few, we had a big event, we had a party, a welcome back to Nightstone party, or or a re-Nightstone party, or a, a Nightstone the sequel party, um, where uh, Lady Nandar wanted to celebrate the town getting back on its feet and getting back to normal. Uh, you contributed with an updated, sculptured, um, accessorized, well-lit Nightstone, and... Um, Party decorations. Mert, of course, was at the party, so the party was was uneventful, thankful, which is nice. Yay! Sometimes a party is just a party. <laughs> <laughs> Even with a little guitar. That's um, the first time in this campaign that a party has just been a party. And and not a single child died that you know of. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, on the list of things that happened last week, we, we discovered that uh, Lady Nandar had been um experiencing some pretty intense night terrors and she embarrassed embarrassingly discussed some of that with um and then lastly you discovered that the body of Dreslin Nandar had been removed from his tomb well you you knew it wasn't there um but you discovered why it wasn't that his uh, old friend Morak had been asked to make it go away seal the tomb and um, he did, and he confessed that he had moved it to a cave nearby. And I think those were all the big revelations from last week. What did I miss? I always miss something. I mean, okay. we kind of debated right at the end of were we going to go wake up Morak right away? And I think we said we weren't, but we can retcon that differently if we want to. Like, we, I don't know what time it exactly is, but feel like three in the morning. Yeah, certainly very, very, very late. I mean, the party would have wound down somewhere around 11 midnight. Uh, I thought it was the middle of the night and Barrett had left to go sleep in a tree outside Morax. Well, yeah, Barrett said he wanted to just to make sure nothing happened to Morak in the middle of the night. But I could we could retcon that that didn't happen if I I felt like at the end we kind of just rushed. So we can we can rewind the last few minutes there if we want or if everybody's happy with it, then Barrett's in a tree overwatching making sure Morak's asleep. What was that, Rumi? Uh, yeah, I assume Barrett's out. I'm, he's not going to care because he's life of the party. He's going to draw all the attention he can. So, Yep, makes sense to me. Okay, so uh, Barrett's in a tree. Wow. You, and watching, you're watching the tavern to see if Morak comes or goes. You're just sleeping out there. What, what, is, what exactly is Barrett doing in a tree? Yeah, other than just he loves to sleep in trees. Um, he, is a, he is most worried that now that we know about this mm-hmm. and that something might happen to Morak tonight. So he's kind of just there to keep an eye on the tavern, to keep an eye on, you know, anything fishy going on. Um, but mostly he's there to keep an eye on the tavern. So I would imagine that he probably tried to stealth and glance in the window to see if Morak's asleep or get close enough to hear him snoring and then would back off to the tree and just kind of be on overwatch tonight. Makes sense. Um and if he didn't get his four hours of sleep or rest or trance, he would probably take a few minutes here and there to do that. But yeah, I think that's I think that's all totally reasonable. And by the time you do get to um, the tavern, the town has certainly gone to sleep. Um, unlike places like Waterdeep, when this town goes to sleep, it goes to sleep. There's there's nobody, no bums dragging themselves home from the tavern late at night. You know that's just not a thing. Uh, when this town goes, it goes to sleep. So uh, as far as you know, Barrett, nobody saw you go there. 
Nobody saw you peek in windows or skulk around the tavern and everything. Um, Where is Doubt? I vaguely remember he was coming in. He would be in Don's room. Okay. Uh, And you guys are, just as a reminder, you're in the keep. You decided to in Nandar's keep this evening. Well, except for Barrett, who's actually um, okay, so everybody gets settled back to bed, uh, Lady Nandar included, and I'm assuming, or I would assume, that probably uh, the rest of the sleeping near her, um, probably going to be a little bit of a restless sleep, kind of a one-ear open kind of thing, but you manage to get some rest, um, maybe swapping off to listen for her or what have you, but you got the impression from her that this is not a tonight this is something that's been going on uh quite some time that she's been dealing with so um there's no you know real genuine concern that something different happened tonight to create this scenario uh other than maybe the stress of getting the party going and um yeah the rest of the evening just kind of goes off without a hitch uh barrett i would assume wakes with sunrise the rest of you whenever whenever you're ready So then just to confirm, it's the 20th of Merfolk. Okay. And a long rest is had. Long rest is had by all. Excellent. Um, so waking up, just finding each other and finding Barrett, I assume. Does that make sense? Works for me. Mm-hmm. The plan? And I think the town has the day off, so I wouldn't expect many people to be stirring this early. That is correct. Uh, I wouldn't even think he, it's actually early, but 9 o'clock, whatever it is. Lady Nandar last night uh pronounced that today would be an official holiday for the town so um you know everybody's taking the day off there's no blacksmith blacksmithing and no cobbler's cobbin what nothing don't like cobbler's cobbin cobbler's cobbin i said coblin oh coblin oh no cobbler's cobbin i like that better um no lords a leaping no lords a leaping there are, of course, people moving about. It's still town, and people still have their daily home chores to take care of. They, you know, they still eat the chickens. Um, but for the most part, it's a much more relaxed morning than, than one would normally expect. So if Barrett heads back to the keep and meets up with everyone, can have a little breakfast and a little powwow, but he would suggest that we, if the plan is to get Morak and to go to the location, that I would rather do it in the daytime. So that I would want to get a start on this sooner mm-hmm. rather than later yeah yeah and i also think we should once we get a little bit away from the town blow the horn and ask anawin to join us or anybody else because definitely the elves have a vested interest in getting rid of this smell i gotta believe the smell is coming from our dear friend so mm-hmm. sounds like a good idea yep okay uh so heading over to the tavern then to find more at think so Front. yeah um okay he is in. Uh, the tavern, of course, is not ever closed. Uh, there are a few patrons having a meal, but <clears throat> he's just behind the bar, kind of, you know, leaning on the bar. Hails you. Good morning. Good morning. Mm. Quite a party. Lovely to see you. Yes. yes good morning. Was. Thank you all for all of your help. Certainly, certainly. Because <clears throat> some breakfast then, he offers. Um, how many people are in the tavern? Uh, just two at the bar. Nobody at the tables. Okay. Um... We've already eaten, but can we talk to you in private? I say bluntly. Of course. Um, his, of course, does not look um, even remotely worried. Like, absolutely, sure. He heads over to where you are. Uh, you guys, at this point, have a regular table that is discreet in the back corner, <laughs> as often as you've had conversations with him. 
What, what, why the look of concern? Um, I'll just glance at everyone else and I'll say, I'll lean forward quietly and say, uh, you need to come with us to the keep and we need to discuss where you dumped Dreslin's body. Okay. Or better yet, you need to take the spit take out of, out of, out of him. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so for a moment, he, um, he kind of sputters a little bit. I, um, okay. He realizes he's not getting away with any further deception. Um, uh, why? What, what, what's wrong? We'll talk when we get there. But the smell to begin with, and I'll give him a look. As soon as you say that, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he would look up. Uh, you hear him holler to the back. I'll be back. You know, that kind of situation. Some, presumably somebody else is back there tending the tavern. And he would accompany you outside. And on the way out, um, as soon as he's out into the courtyard with all of you and out of earshot of anyone else, uh, is, is, is something wrong? Mm-hmm. I think so. Please don't keep me in suspense. What? How do I put back? this? Has he come back? Uh, if not him, at least vestiges of some sort. I see. Very well. Um, well, the cave is a few miles from here. Uh, in the direction of Mertz Lodge? Uh, no. Uh, almost due, well, north, northeast, a little deeper into the woods. Uh, it was a, a place that he had used before before Nightstone was was livable, was habitable, uh, the place that he often came. He discovered it, I think, as a way to steer clear of anyone. But it's safe. It, it's safe. He's everything. I left it. There's there's no way. And, and he's just stammering, trying to come up because he doesn't know really what's wrong. He doesn't know. Um, um, are his remains stored as they were in the crypt in a stone coffer with lead lining it? Well, no, it's a wooden box, but uh, it's down a 40-foot ravine. There's no way he's getting out of there. Uh, maybe something getting in is the other option. You probably should have stuck with lead. Well, I was supposed to destroy him. I just couldn't. Why not? He, he did a lot for me. And that creature, the thing that's been attacking, that's not him. That's, that's something that was never him. The Dreslin that I knew, the Dreslin who loved Lady Nandar, that's whose body still lies there. And I just couldn't. So I took him where where it all started and laid him to rest. And there was only one way out, and I caved it in. It's understandable you couldn't destroy the remains, but I fear what he is now is trying to use what he once was. So I think it is best that we make the burial final. Very well. Final. Okay. I will go with you. Are, are you going to be able to destroy the remains, or is that going to cause too much emotional pain? I don't know. I don't know. I suppose it depends on what we see. I don't believe that anything could be wrong, but there are lots of things that I didn't believe could happen, so I've been wrong before. Are there any large lead boxes that we should take with us in case we have a chance to re-intern, or do we think it's beyond that now? Are you asking him that question? I'm asking, I, I would address it to the whole group, but asking, I mean, he's part of the group at the moment. A lead box. I don't know where we're going to come up with a lead box and random morning. It could be done. We could have one built. I'm wondering if Lady Nandar or Mert already have something we could use. Please, Please. don't involve Lady Nandar. 
It was hard enough to get her to understand why I did what I did. Why you didn't destroy the body? Yes. She never did fully agree. She understood, I think. Well, here's the thing. You, I feel like, might owe more to those who are still living to than to someone who's not only passed, but whose new life is destroying those that are living. So personally, I don't think there's anything left saving here. Roll persuasion with advantage, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, God, that was so close to being a natural 20. Uh, 26. <laughs> um, I think a 26 will be fine. Um, you can see that the the guilt of whatever may be happening or what might happen or what might happen is slowly starting. Um, it It's very clear that he made a decision that was somewhat rash, hoping that it would be fine and probably has known for a little bit that it wasn't fine. Um, so you're, you're not really telling him things that he doesn't know. Um, but it's definitely things he was not excited about. All right. Well, I hope you won't need him, but you may want to gear up for this. <sighs> not. I will certainly come. I'm not sure how much value I will be. I, I certainly don't fight the way I used to. I'm not particularly asking you to fight, but I don't want you to be standing around defenseless. Or getting in the way if, you know. Understood. I'm sure the armor still fits. Probably doesn't, but he's going to try. Shall I meet you at the gate then, or do we need to talk to Lady Nandar together? I don't know that we need to talk to her at all. I think we made it clear last night. Our intention was to go there and take care of this problem. Good. I'm not sure I could face her. Now, the the horn we have to um, summon our friends... The notes I have say that uh, that's to be done from around Mert's place. This is just between. It, do you want? Do you think oh, it'll work if we go further out, or should we head toward Mert's and use it there? I have a feeling it'll work. I do too. Okay. Is there information that y'all don't know that, or that y'all know that I don't know? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I put it in my pack, I had a note that was. It may have been historical that it was around Mert's Lodge, but the note I put it, it sounds like it was to be used around the lodge, but I have no memory of it. So mm-hmm. I kind of always assumed anywhere in the R Deep Forest, but that's just, that's my headcanon. That's not, I don't have anything written down about it. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess you'll find out, but that, that's generally what you would expect, I think. Okay. Anywhere around the R Deep Forest. It is their forest, after all. Like we couldn't be, you know, in water deep and blow the horn. <laughs> <laughs> the elves magically appear. Okay. Uh, before we go, I would like to check the armory to see if there's a shield I could borrow. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Certainly a shield that you can borrow. Um, it would be a regular shield. That yes. Magical or... Regular is fine. Not so fancy. Dang. Okay. Um, so uh, Mokar would like to meet you at the gate in an hour. Morak. <laughs> Not Mokar. <laughs> More That'd be a twist, Manny. Wouldn't Too that many. be a twist? <laughs> Spoiler alert. And uh, Stout is with me, by the way. I'm not leaving him with the Uh He would like to meet you at the gate or some designated area in an hour after he goes and finds some armor and, uh, that, or makes arrangements for the tavern for the day, that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Very well. Uh, I was, there was one other thing I wanted to talk to the group about. I guess we could use a little bit of this time for it, but does anyone have any idea what about this body, this corpse that we're going to go potentially find? Like, would the Dreslin that we know now, who's been walking around 
Faerun for a couple of years now without this body. Is there anything that this body, any power that this body might have over that new form or anything about the body that we could use to our advantage? <sighs> I just don't know how liching works. Um, I'll pull out the, the children's book. Yep. Oh, tropical fruit is deadly to liches. Mm. I have. It's back. <laughs> Depending on when you're asking this or when Don goes to get his shield, maybe we can like take a moment to search the book for like uh uh what is done with the body after the lich <laughs> like kind of thing. Right. Or, like, what yeah. powers do liches have or something like that? Sure. Makes sense. So um there's no there's not any specifics about, you know, the body itself and what um what it might become, it's generally considered that most liches, or it seems to be from the information you're finding, um, are kind of in their body. Um, they they can come back through a phylactery, um, but typically they become a lich within their body. So the, the phylacteries um, are kind of like the the emergency exits if they need one um and so there's not a whole lot of of discussion about the differences between you know uh, a a permanent body becoming a lich and a lich who has come back through a phylactery in this case you're dealing with dreslin who did in fact come back through a phylactery um and his body uh as far as you know was interred and undisturbed well that's not helpful I say, <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a number of things that are lit like that could be phylacteries um, that you know are kind of interspersed through the information that you have. Um, anything from as small as you know a a, a little um, cl- a locket with some inscribed parchment inside. Um, it can be uh, an ivory box, an urn. A flask, even uh, any sort of container, really, um, or anything that could be considered a container, um, could certainly do it. And sometimes not even that. Sometimes gems can be used as phylacteries. Um, a journal, a snake. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A hork. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of different things that could be used. Um, and really, yes. Yeah. Like there, said, it was more of just wondering, like, you know, if we take the eye teeth from this corpse's skull, do we have power over the owner or but it doesn't sound. Yeah, and there's certainly nothing in the nothing in, that we know of. So, OK, I just hate to, you know, destroy this thing and then find out later we had a secret weapon in our hands and didn't know to use it. So, uh. well, in answer to your question, this body is the one that was hit by the arrow that killed him. And we know that arrow to be of some significance. And the fact that the body he originally had was the one blessed with long life before becoming a lich, I think is of no small significance. I think we should burn it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, if there's, if there's, if it's not going to help us in some way, defeat Dreslin too, then absolutely get rid of it. And if we have to, you know, Morax stays outside the cave or, just stays back because he can't deal with it. I understand that. Don't agree with it, but I understand it. We can put him to sleep if we need to. <laughs> All right. I guess I okay. assume if it's only a couple hours walk away, then we're yeah, not far. Not we don't far. need to borrow Mert's elephant and 
ride there. Although yeah. that would be epic. The elephant is yeah, still is still in town. Um, it's parked outside the keep. <laughs> Pardon me. It has to smell double parked. Bad. Yeah, it actually helps things smell better. Um, the elephant does. Okay, is there any in, anything in particular you want to do to prepare for your journey? Oh. Um, we'll assume, of course, you have whatever supplies you need. All of those could. I guess at some point, Barrett would step over to Dawn again and just discreetly ask, "Do you want that?" Plus three club that I got from Elminster. Do you feel like you need a magical weapon here? I mean, might as well at this point. All right, Barrett, we'll hand over the plus three club to Dawn. Thank you. Okay, very good. Um, so Morak would show up uh, in very polished armor. Um, his armor was clearly put away, done, uh, polished and clean. With not an expect no expectation really to use it again, um, but he's in it. It fits, and uh, he looks um, scared. I think is probably the best word to describe him at this point. He looks he looks just really terrified about what you guys are about to go do. Um, he I think now that I think about it, probably notices um, Stout for the first time as being connected to you in some way because I don't think Stout ever came into the tavern. So he would no. ask about Stout. Um, uh, he's no no um, stranger to familiars, uh, but he he would be a little bit surprised to see a cleric with one. So he would definitely say, "Is this who is accompanying you?" Uh, this is Stout. Go yes, ahead, he always him. looks like that. Yeah, he, exactly. that. he totally would reach out because it's a familiar. Ah, ha, ha. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, okay. Resting evil face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. Well, um, good. So at least we have some eyes in the air if we need them. He's um, so, you know, now from having been with Morak a couple of times, at least he's definitely a bright side of things kind of guy, always looking for whatever can be the bright side. Uh, he sees your scruffy little grubby owl and assumes that he's going to be assistive and helpful in your journey. He may very well be. I respond. Uh, very well. We we follow the river pretty much from here to the north, west, east. Sorry, it leads almost directly to the cave. A tributary of the river runs through the cave inside down here. All right. Be- well, I would say. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Z. Just noticing whether the smell gets worse as we get nearer to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So on the journey. Um, there's no, there's not a, a well-traveled trail. Um, he's taking you along, sometimes along the riverbank, sometimes along animal trails. Um, it's not like there's a road. Uh, and while on the way, he would tell you a few things about how he got here the last time carrying a body. Um, he essentially left in the middle of the night after he had convinced, um, he convinced Lady Nandar to let him take care of things. Uh, he didn't really want anybody in the town to know what he was doing, and that was one of the reasons that the, the tomb stayed intact. Um, he had convinced her that the tomb needed to stay there and his grave needed, because again, he was still the founder of the town. And um, it was right after the battle that it had become too much for her, uh, the battle at Waterdeep, uh, had become too much for her to handle anymore. So she had, once she found out um, who was responsible for the battle or who was rumored to have been responsible for the battle. Uh, that's when she demanded getting rid of, getting rid of his corpse. 
And like I said, she he would explain to you that she wanted to seal the tomb altogether, um, seal it off, close it up, get rid of everything in it, burn it, whatever, destroy it. And he didn't want that. He thought that was disrespectful. Um, so as a compromise, he said, what if we, you know, leave the tomb so that people can still show their respect if they want to, um, to respect her wishes, he would get rid of the body. And he didn't, he wasn't very specific to her as to what get rid of the body meant. She assumed what you guys were thinking, burning, destroying something, um, but he just didn't have the heart to do it. So he brought a small cart, and um, as you guys walk this path along the river and on these animal trails, you can see that it was no small task to bring a body this far, even though obviously it had been decayed and all that good stuff. It's a cart and traveling through the woods, mostly at night, because um, he snuck out of town in the middle of the night with the body. So as he kind of, as you guys kind of walk that direction, um, as far as the smell, let's, we can do, yes, sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So Barrett would ask one question on that. So when you went to get the body, was the mortar around the tomb, around the sarcophagus itself, was that mortar already chipped away or did you do the chipping? No, I did that. Okay. It was well done, by the way. Unsealed. Very clean. Um, and at this point, every time he's saying something to you and having to admit a new fact to you, uh, you can tell there's a, there's a pretty intense load of, he's, he's coming to the conclusion that he made the wrong decision. Lady Nandar was right. Body probably should have been destroyed, which he knew in the back of his mind anyway. Um, but he made a decision, you know, an emotional decision. Barrett would definitely try to, if he's picking up on that, would try to tell him, Hey, you know what? It's all right. We're going to fix it now. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, and he's definitely, I mean, he's a good guy. He's a good man. And that's one of the reasons that it was so hard for him to do something like that. Because um, Dreslin had, you know, brought him back from the battle. So, and set him up in Nightstone. At any rate, uh, I do need Don, for sure, to roll perception check. I guess with advantage, because it's shadowy stuff that we're checking on. Mm-hmm. And just two others of you to roll another perception check or one with advantage, whoever would like to do that. Well, that's going to be a 12. Great. I'll take my passive 20. Okay, cool. Um, so a couple of things going on. The smell is definitely getting worse. It's not significant though. It's not like you're, um, it's very, very subtle. You can tell it's getting worse because you are definitely traveling in that direction and you're really paying. Um, but it's not like, you know, you're approaching a dump and all of a sudden you're getting turn closer and whoa, it's getting really, um, so it's, it's a very, oh, sorry, never mind. Never mind me. Okay. Uh, it's a very subtle change, but it is definitely happening. Barrett, you would notice that. Um, and the, um, probably the thing that's kind of creeping up on the back of Don's neck at this point is, um, the shadow that passed through here some time ago seems to have been, I did not let the cat out. If you let the cat out, the cat is out. Um, seems to have been um, based on some things that you're seeing, literally on the trail, uh, mm. seems to have been this direction. The um, just little hints of things that you've seen along the way, little smudges of tar, um, little tiny hints along the way that that something has moved through here. Okay, so but unfortunately, with a twelve, um, it's, it's not. It's very difficult to discern what or how it was moving. Um, 
But I do notice bits of something. Yes. And you do put those together, the shadow that moved through here, which I think you learned about a couple of sessions ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, And on that note, seeing that I'll, uh, I'd like to summon the eye and just leave it, but I'll say, I'll point out some stuff on the road and I'll say, watch where you step, whatever that thing was, has been here or started from here. I can't tell, but just, just watch, watch what you touch, watch where you step. Okay. And then um, you had mentioned summoning the elves, but we didn't actually do that yet. Are you still doing that or did you decide not to? I, I, yeah, vote to do it. Yeah. Didn't do that now. We were going to wait till we got out of earshot of the city and probably close enough to the, to this cave. Okay. That'd be my preference. You guys decide. G blows the horn. No preference. (laughs) Um, so it wouldn't take long before that you have a very similar experience where um, just kind of out of the woods, um, one of the elves step. It's not one that you recognize, not one that you've met, um, probably a guard or a hunter, uh, but you've blown their horn. So it's an immediate pass. Uh, Is he wearing a red shirt? Oh, never mind. Um, maybe. Uh, but it's an immediate pass. I mean, you, obviously you have the horn that you're supposed to have. Uh, greetings. Do you require assistance? Greetings. Thank you for answering the horn. Of course. We're investigating the smell and some other um, matters very close by. I think you'll all want to be part of this. In what way? He looks over to Dawn. Me, uh, <laughs> uh, we have reason to believe that in a cave system nearby, there might be some sort of creature that is causing the smell and this odd shadowy decay and i'll point out if there's any shadow bits nearby i'll point that out okay yep um we we have seen these they've they've been gathering so to speak uh we haven't found the source but the destination the cave that you speak of i believe you know we know where you mean is this stuff moving or you've just seen more of it around the cave it seems to be in higher concentration near the cave's entrance uh, it is not a cave in which we choose to go. Uh, your question about the smell, we we agree. There is something at least near the cave causing the smell. And when I bring the eye up, I don't sense any like big gargantuan shadow creature nearby, just the little bits and pieces littering. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, we spoke to Lady Anowin yesterday, and we had just exchanged what information we knew about the shadow creature or shadow in general, and we told her that if we were ever able to determine what was going on, that we would let her know. And since we unexpectedly got some information last night with things that we think will lead us to the source, we wanted to make you all aware to see if you wanted to send anyone with us to explore it yourself and or help us be rid of it. Uh, we, we have indeed spoken about it. Our conclusion is that we need to protect the forest. We will follow you. We will stand guard outside the cave. Should you come out corrupt or anything else come out corrupt, we will deal with it. Do you have any radiant magic at your disposal or any casters? Mm. We may. Would that be helpful? Yes, radiant magic is what kills this. And then could I like sacred flame a blob (laughs) to show? (laughs) A little... Yeah, I'll just snap my fingers and (laughs) a little little bit goes up in smoke. (laughs) A little little tendril of smoke that goes through the air. Um, you know, with the little ghosty eyes, like when you kill a 
Exactly. Uh, a little Dreslin silhouette. <laughs> little Dreslin silhouette. With the lexes um, in the eyes. Very well. Uh, it may take some time for us to find a caster available this side of the forest, but we will send word immediately. Thank you. All right. Well. So they oh, will. your name. You. I'd ask his name. Oh, you've, of course you would ask his name. <laughs> Smelf the elf. www.fantasygenerator.com. Smelf <laughs> <laughs> the elf. Mm. Or we can just pretend I asked his name and it's okay. inconsequential. I'll, I'll give you his name because they okay. all okay. book of names. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so they will ride along, but you will not. I mean, unless you're specifically looking for them, you will not see them. Okay. Um, but they will, they will certainly send someone as soon as they can to help you. So you can either choose to wait for... A radiant spellcaster or continue on your journey whichever you would like to do i say let's go on oh i like the idea yeah. of them backstopping us by mm-hmm. the time we get in there and do whatever we're going to do hopefully yeah. they'll have a caster available sorry i would um it, it would have been very clear that that they would just as quickly destroy one of you coming out covered in shadow as anyone else um the loyalty that this particular individual has to you is only through his chain of command not that he dislikes you, per se. Just mm-hmm. very neutral toward you. Forest first. Yep, absolutely. It's okay. The feeling is mutual. Uh, yeah, very practical about the whole thing. Okay, so as you continue the journey along the riverbank, um, along the oh god, it's just too many Disney songs in my. Um, as long as as you continue the journey along the riverbank and um, up into the hills and kind of back down the. <clears throat> Um, Morak gets very quiet. He's obviously kind of reliving this journey that he made last time. And it's only, you know, it's only a couple miles, but it is a, kind of a treacherous walk. Um, not dangerous. It's just, again, not cleared paths. You're walking animal trails and along the river. Um, his bright side personality is sinking the closer that you guys get and the stronger that the smell gets. Um, he's pretty convinced. So, uh, he would tell you a little bit about the cave, probably. Um, this was a cave that Dreslin used um, before the library was completed. So he was doing things in the cave, um, doing researchy things in the cave. Not much. Uh, Morak doesn't know much about what he was doing, just that it exists, um, that he spent time there, that it was a, a home base for him for some time. Um, he had some way of getting here and back. Morak assumed that it was um, some sort of teleportation spell or something along those lines. Um, but he he never actually went into the cave. He only saw it once, and he was led here on horseback. Um, but inside the cave, uh, it's a fairly extensive cave system. The, only the first half of it was used. Um, there's a very long tunnel that leads down, which was one of the reasons that he chose it. It was a very defensible cave. Uh, really only one way in and one way out, except for the river. The river that you're walking along um, starts inside the side of this mountain, drops down this huge chasm, uh, and comes out from under the mountain. So one could theoretically swim from inside the cave out, but it's not It's not a walkable passage. Uh, there's only one walkable passage in it. Fish can get in and out, no problem. Um, the... The cave system is stable. Um, There's two directions that one could go to get to where he left the body. 
Um, one is through a small passageway that he caved in before he left. And the other is down a 40 foot um, drop. So the cave goes down deep under the ground and then heads back up through a series of ladders um, and staircases to come back up closer to the surface. But it's, yeah. What else, anything else you'd like to know about it? When you were in there, was there any other creatures in there at all? Certainly. Uh, cave creatures. I was in Maybe and out. Regular bats and things, but see any trolls, any, anything like that? As far as I know, there's nothing dangerous. There, there used to be in the, or at least Dreslin spoke of in the, um, in the water, in the waterfall, a um, water weird, which is a water-based kind of an elemental creature that lives in water. Um, but Dreslin evicted that creature. Morak has never seen it or heard about it. It was gone before, um, before Dreslin started telling him about the cave. And when you went to dispose of the body, did you see any remnants at all of anything that might have been experimentation? Um, there, yes, there, there are some crates and barrels as there always are. Um, there are some crates and barrels left over. Um, there are, there's refuse that he saw papers and corners, things like that, but nothing like a library or anything like that. Um, and he left Dreslin's body where Dreslin said that he did most work, um, the same spot for the same reason. Uh, oh, he would also tell you that he left a um, a glyph on the floor, a glyph of warding to protect the body, presumably. Um, he said it was taught to him many years ago, and he doesn't know if he did it right, but he did it. And that he also had um, a ring that Dreslin had given him years before, and it was a ring of essentially undead warding. It was supposed to protect one from becoming undead. Currently on the body. He, he put it on the finger of the body before he left the body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I would ask him, what effect did you apply to the glyph and what's the trigger? Uh, the glyph is essentially a, an ancient holy glyph designed to protect the, um, the, the area from evil. So essentially, it should ward against um, any creature who is evil coming within 30 feet of the coffin. And if a creature did? Uh, it can't. That's the way that... Oh, it just can't. Okay, it's not... It doesn't explode on them or something. Nope. It just... The, uh, essentially right. a forceful barrier that doesn't allow evil creatures within it. But don't call it a force. Right. Not that. Well, in that sense, it sounds like you did a good thing, Morak. I mean... Between those two things, that's those are some reasonable precautions. He thought so. Um, the the um, the coffin is just a, a wooden box. It's um, pretty stained. You know, he he made it himself in anticipation of doing that um, with a small plaque on the top. But there's nothing special about it. It's not stone. It's nailed shut. You know, nothing nothing special about the coffin itself. Uh, the condition of Dreslin's body was, well, I mean, you saw it yourselves. So um, was decaying. There didn't, there didn't strike, nothing struck him as being unusual about the condition of the body. And then how did you do the cave in? Uh, pick an ax or with a pickaxe. He's a dwarf. So 
Uh, it's a, he would tell you it's an incredibly narrow passage, easy, easy to cave in. That was one of the reasons that he chose that particular chamber to do his work, I believe. That narrow passage would have been challenging for almost anything to get in or out. And the other way in is a 40-foot shaft? Uh, it's a drop, yes. It's a, a wide cavern opening and a 40-foot drop straight down. Uh, it, he used to remark on the animals that would sometimes fall that, that distance and what little would be left of them if they did. So there's only one entrance in and out, no exit that you know of besides the narrow path. Correct. Well, it sounds like we're going to have to use this 40-foot drop because I don't think we want to spend hours removing all the rubble from the small little passageway, right? Uh-huh. Uh, how would you, how will you get back up? I assume we teleport. Covering it. Teleport or misty step? I... And I, just run up. Oh, run, I climb, no problem. We can feather fall down, down the chasm. We have a couple ropes of climbing, I think, between us. So one, mine's mine was cut in half. Oh, <laughs> that's right, yours was cut in half. We have one rope of climbing and some regular rope. I forgive me, I I forget how capable you are. Yes, of course, that would make perfect sense. Okay, all right. So. Um, he would give you basically directions to get to where you want to go um, once you're in the cave. I would say, you know, through this time of walking and, and talking it through, um, probably one of you at some point would notice that the elves are still with you. Uh, you know, just a, a quick something moved over your shoulder, just enough to make you go, oh, elves. Um, and yeah, um, the only other thing I think that would be of note is... Um, the growing amount of shadow remnants. I would tell the group that. As you're getting closer. Now, keeping in mind, this is very tiny, minuscule little amounts that, that I mean, you guys would notice nobody else. Well, that kills. I, I was going to ask Morak if he noticed any of this shadow, tar stuff, whatever, any of it anywhere as he was coming back from this cave. Definitely not. Thinks, mm-hmm. He may not even have been here then. And I'm only sensing that the one kind. I don't feel anything else in the... Okay. Okay, so um, you get the impression that you're getting close to the, the cave. Um, he's talking about, you know, the water sources and the tributaries. You've passed where, two, where the river has come... A creek has joined the river and you took a left, that sort of thing. Um, and the cave entrance is small. It is actually downward, like almost straight down into the ground um it looks i mean if you didn't know you were trying to find a cave you would never suspect it as beach cave it's very very small um it will take um not a, a huge amount of effort for you guys definitely to get through but it's it's not it's not something that a dragon is going to come prancing through you know it's it's definitely a small seemingly well secured cave um and you you're welcome to enter whenever you are ready or ask him any other questions. And as you went into this cave, there were no other physical traps, no deadfalls, no pits of spikes, no poison arrows. Uh, none that I recall, or, or certainly none that I set, set off. off. Um, he's not, in his, his age, he's not particularly stealthy or um, dexterous. So if there were a trap, he would likely have set it off. <laughs> yes, here we are. Here we are. It's right here. I remember. Can we do just a quick reconnaissance of like the entrance, like any other 
um, creatures have been in and out, even small creatures, if there's any sign of that. Sure, roll an investigation or a nature check or survival. If you ask Barrett, he'll help you so you can do it with advantage. Okay, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, Thank you for the advantage. Excellent. That is a whole 10. Okay, a 10. Um, So I would say between you, nothing looks unusual. Um, Yes, critters have definitely been in and out, um, but nothing nothing that would would suggest that things shouldn't be. Um, You know, it looks other than the shadow, which has clearly culminated this is definitely where it seems to be concentrated um and the smell the that that acrid acrid smell is definitely coming up through through the cavern um you can you can kind of feel a cool breeze coming up at you and it's carrying that smell um here right where this breeze is pumping at you that that smell is a little more acrid than it has been um it's definitely going to be a challenge to go into it. But other than that, no, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. Um, the landscape around you, you are, um, you're kind of on a series of hilltops. Uh, you've gone, kind of stayed flat to get to here. The cave looks like it probably drops in to one of those hilltops. Um, off to your, let's see, off to the east, there's a ridge line off in the distance. It's not a high one. Um, but there is a ridge line off in the distance and you can see, make out the treetops. You can't really see anything past that horizon wise. Um, and then to the West is just trees. Um, South of you is the river that you, and there's a cave hole. They have a cave hole. Don, tell me again, this tar like substance that we're seeing around here, this is inert, right? If we have to Uh, crawl through this. It might burn you, but it shouldn't latch on or anything. It's relatively mundane, but it does cause acidically necrotic wounds is the best way to describe it. Um, if you had to touch any shadow, it would probably be the safest, although I don't like to use that word. Um, but it's it's spent, just the remnants of something. Residuals and remnants. It's, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Z, forgive me for not remembering exactly. Are you able to light a poi and float it in, or are those items also inert? Or was that a spell that you cast on the poi? I, I can light up the poi. Okay. Um, I would I suggest if no one's adverse, although I would argue, uh, I would suggest I go first um, just because I can feel what's coming ahead to an extent. And I've already been hit by shadow once. I can take a few more, I think, before I would let any of you take it, if at all. So, Well, how about we do it on the carpet? Isn't the carpet? Carpet's dead. Carpet doesn't work. Right. Um, yep. Never mind. You just put the carpet on the ground. We'll just drag it. <laughs> well, you know, it, I'll do gusts of wind. Down, so maybe it, like you could do like a water slide. We'll thing. slide down on my shield. That'd be fun. Uh, Don, you know, I don't like it, but yeah, I, it's fine if you want to do that. I would definitely suggest if we're, I mean, I don't know if we're trying to be super stealthy or not, but I would certainly feel better if you and I sacred flamed any big patches of the tar so that if we have to get out of here in a hurry we're not climbing through the stuff or making our way through the stuff we can have a relatively clear path so if no one's opposed uh, i can bring up the rear and just keep sacred flaming everything as we pass it i'm not opposed okay um getting down are we feather falling you're not to that point yet okay 
He would explain that's a bit of a hike. Yeah. Ah, my bad. Never mind. No worries. Yeah, that that's Z's happy to take kind of the middle and float the poi on ahead of you so you're lit and you can see and mm-hmm. Barrett can behind and, and torch everything in every direction else. So and then I guess Ellie, if you're between Barrett and Z and just space yourself appropriately. All right. Okay, so what was the final order? But we all stick our hands and paw in. <laughs> Go team. Uh, Don, Z, Ellie, Barrett. Where's, where's Morak? Oh, I thought you said he was staying. No, he's. I thought he was coming in. Oh, if he's coming with us, uh, we could put him right in front of me. Oh, oh. What? no, go ahead. I was going to say between me and Z to okay. take the middle, but I mean, I guess it's up to Morak too. Yeah, I would say to him, I don't think any of us would fault you if you decided to wait out here. No, I'll see it through as long as I can. Uh, he does have an axe. Are we taking stout? And if so, is he coasting ahead? Is he resting on your shoulder? Mm, he'll stay on my shoulder. Is he riding on Ellie's head? <laughs> be, has his mental demeanor changed at all with the conversation and getting closer to here? I know he wasn't out of character. I know he wasn't Dresden's familiar, but nope. talking about who we are and all that. No, not at all. Doesn't seem to be phasing him at all. I mean... He's annoyed that he has to do something. There's yeah. that. But that's not unusual. Okay. Builds character, I mutter to him. Nice. <laughs> he would attempt to meet you at that. Um, okay. So moving through this cave, the the entrance passage, as I mentioned, is narrow. Um, no point is wider than five feet. Um, the, uh, the, the cart that um, Morak brought, essentially he lowered the cart lowered the body, and then proceeded. Um, he's a pretty handy little fellow, so you know he wasn't helpless when it came to these things. Um, but the, the path that you, that you walk is, uh, it winds mostly downward and kind of switches back and forth, left and right, quite a number of times. It feels very much like it may have been burrowed a long, long time ago. Um, it probably wasn't dug by dwarves or, or miners or anything like that. Um, may have been burrowed by some sort of creature or who knows what. Um, but any signs or evidence of that are long gone, if that was a thing. And I do need you to probably about, I don't know, um, 300, 400 yards in, the, the acridity of that smell starts to bother all of you. Um, Morak would notice it first, or at least he would mention it. Uh, he's got, he would take a handkerchief and tie it around his nose. Um, he would notice his eyes are watering as are all of yours. And, um, it's starting to, yeah, it's definitely starting to bother you. So if you could all make a constitute for me, it'd be wonderful. Would tying bandanas or anything around our faces help us at all or not? Um, so, uh, you can, you can certainly try, you can tell me what you would like to do and then you can adjust. Uh, cool. plenty of read through. So absolutely the handkerchief thing for Z. Okay, cool. Yeah. Barrett would probably use one of the, hank- oh no, he'll use the handkerchief from, uh, from, uh, 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 uh from tip tied around his. Okay. 
Well, he had a few headbands and stuff. Well, not headbands, but like scarves that she had used as headbands. So she has that available to her. And if anybody wanted, I do have incense. You could just take a chunk of it and rub it on the outside of the bandana. Oh, nice. Or whatever's covering your face. So it's uh, it's not just the smell. Like the, It's not even that it's making you nauseous. It's actually starting to burn. It's like a tear uh, gas. Yeah, very much like that. I'm, I'm wondering if that vial of, of elemental air might push some of that away from us that we collected from Anders warehouse. I have a vial of it, but boy, I think I'd like to, for you to use it on the carpet. Well, I've, seen... I've, one, I've got one for the carpet, but that's all I have. So well, we have access to that place again, but also on. it's a temporary oh, help. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm willing to give it up if uh, if you guys think that would be helpful. Don, your mm-hmm. incense. Oh, never mind. The brick incense thing is dead. What brick incense thing? You had a thing. You had a uh, incenser that made bricks, right? Oh yeah, I, that but, was. But you could put normal incense in a note act as a simple right. razor, but it wouldn't. Yeah, it's not going to help. Make stone. Correct. I mean, Z is basically a human fan with the poi. If he ties some scars and just does his stuff, he's going to move a lot of air away. It might help. Worth a try. And Barrett can use thaumaturgy to make little gusts of wind to help. So I guess he'll keep doing that, but yeah. Okay. So then um, between all of those, I think that's enough um, to grant you advantage on your con saves. So if you can all make constitution saving throws for me, please. With advantage. Oh. Whoops, it's not constitution. 21 for Barrett. Nice. 20. And thank goodness for the advantage, because otherwise mm-hmm. it was a it was a four. Yeah. <laughs> 14 for Z. 14 for Z. Okay. And 18. Okay. Oh, Morak. Uh Morak has a 14 as well. Okay, so um Z, can you roll a D6, please? Two. A two. Okay. Um, so you feel like the all of the um, the scar- and Morak got a two with you. So both of you, um, you feel like the scarves and things are are really helping keep it out of your lungs. But it is definitely for both of you causing um, some pretty serious eye irritation. Um, so as of for now, um, any any check or um, roll that you make that relies on sight to be at disadvantage. So that would include attacks or investigations or anything that's going to rely on sight. It's just making your eyes water, and um, it's really hard to to get through the scent. Um, the other thing that I think probably would be pretty obvious, at least to um, to Don right this instant, is that the um, the remnants of that shadow have clearly passed this direction, and um, it's an overlapping quantity. Again, we're talking in very small quantity, but it's as if, you know, what you saw was not all that came this, if that makes sense. So it's been, it's, for lack of a better term, been migrating through here. Yes. Okay. Um, And in the direction that you are. Yeah. So uh, update on the shadow, whatever has passed through has passed in this direction. It definitely seems like what we were seeing outside was making its slow way in here. I still can't gauge any more than that, but it's been many, many, many little pieces. Like of the creature left behind, you mean? Oh, that's the thing. We don't know if there was a creature. It might just be that a bigger piece moved near Mertz. I don't know. I just know that something large did move through. 
but whatever is in here, these pieces are absolutely called culminating gathering to this place. This is definitely true. Um, as you continue to descend, you get the impression that you're probably about after going up and then back down a little bit, you're probably about 12, 15 feet underground and the smell line is very distinct as you pass it just like you had heard that 10 foot line as you pass it the smell is relieved and both morak and z are like oh finally and then you know you you ascend up a little bit and back through it again and so you're you're kind of hovering in that range every time you go down and think it's gone um, you kind of come back up and, and there it is again. So um, it's longer than you thought. It's longer than, than Morak really described. Um, I would say if somebody wants to roll a survival check. I'll do it. Sure. Okay. I'll help if I'm allowed. Yeah. Ooh. Um, ooh. Just ooh. to see. Okay. So the first roll was 19. That's a 19 plus 8. Nice. Okay, plenty. Um, so I think, you know, as you and Barrett kind of discuss the path that you're on, you you have definitely switched back a few times, um, maybe even spiraled a, upon yourself. Whatever this is, it, it almost definitely was a burrow of some kind. Um, it It's not a path that water would take to form a cave. It's not, not a natural path. Of any, um, but again, whatever formed it appears to have been long gone. There's no scratch marks or um, and I would say you finally get to a point where you've gone down a, a pretty good depth and, and Morak says, we're getting close now. We're, we're near. And the air is fresher, again, because you're beneath um, the smell line. <laughs> um, and then you start a pretty steep ascent back up into the smell once again. Um, and he's, he would say, and the, the cavern opens up here soon. It's right just around this bend, I think. Um, and you would, you would find yourself opening into a huge, uh, gallery, I think is a good name for it. Uh, massively high ceilings. It's, it's as if you're probably in the side of one of those hills that you saw. Um, the, you are, you're right in that smell line. I mean, you, you feel like you're kind of close, um, probably above it, but you know, you're, you would get the impression that you're definitely close to it. To your source um the eye is still up right yes so you are also closer to a concentration of shadow um unquestionably um yeah the shadow is definitely stronger as we go in there's yeah. a, a larger gathering of it ahead of us um does the shadow bits do the shadow bits on the wall stop at the smell line or are they no okay no um okay. It, it it is one i would say it's it's most like one of two things either um a bunch of small shadowy stuff is coalescing here mm-hmm. or something large left marks as it passes mm-hmm. it's one headed of, through here um difficult to discern which of those two either. Mm-hmm. but whatever is ahead of us it is a bigger concentration of the same stuff i've been sensing and we've been seeing um, the other thing that you notice in the gallery, so uh, it's it's wide open, stalactites, stalagmites everywhere. Um, lots of animal bones here where animals have come in and either gotten trapped or um, what have you. Nothing looks infested. I, yeah, I mean, nothing would strike you as, at least I can't think of anything that would strike you as 
um, some sort of impending danger or doom of any kind. Um, I mean, we've seen skeletal critters crawling with shadow. We're not seeing that, right? No, no, okay. not, not at all. Um, you're seeing what you would expect inside a cave that's down a big drop is animals that get stuck down here and die down here um, in different levels of decay. You know, it, it's just what happens in a cave. I don't think there would, I don't think you would see anything that would um, alarm you at all. But it's definitely, you're, you've definitely reached the center of the cave. Um, and with that, I think it is eight o'clock almost. So that seems like a really good spot for our break. Um, and then we will come back and share a screen and get into the cave. Does that sound good? Mm -hmm. Cool beans. So what, five after eight or so? Yeah. yeah on the other side of that. About to jump. Sorry? About to jump off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Supposedly. Supposedly. Okay. So let's get you some visuals here. Uh, do I even remember how to do this? Yeah. Those are share buttons. There it is. And we will share, hopefully, the right screen. Boink. Theoretically, you now see one screen and only one screen <laughs> with mostly black stuff on it. Uh, okay. So here is the cave in which you find yourselves. Um, it's very dark. The floors are mostly level. The ceiling above you is at least 30, 40 feet high. Um, of course, it's a cave, so it varies. You know, near the edges, it comes down. Up in the center, it's much domier. Um, this structure here is a big, long column within the cave. Uh, there's a path off to the right of it, off to the left of it. There is a path to the north there as well. Um, from this direction to the north, you can hear the sound of water. Uh, Morak would, would quickly tell you that's the waterfall, um, just to let you know. And um, yeah, here's your cave, so welcome. Uh, Morak would essentially point to the north. Um, I, 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 it's that way, I think. You're not 100% sure that he's 100% sure, but. <laughs> he would like to float the way lit. He would like to float the poi further on ahead, okay. like the various paths and up a little bit, just take some time to scan and open up what we can see in the room without going into it too much more. Gotcha. So that would open up probably most of this cavern here. Uh, if I can delete that. Yes. I can. And probably most of that there. Um, so this seems to, it gets really dark back here, um, unless you float the the boy all the way back there. Oh, darn it. I forgot Stout. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> um, so um, north of you is where he said that it was. Um, up in the distance, way off, you can vaguely see a ladder um, that he, he says. he And he would tell you that the river or the, the waterfall is off to the left here. Um, and this is remotely nothing. So um, Z, if I can just your your poi you said you wanted to open up the visibility a little bit uh -huh. so this is about what you were looking for is that true yep okie dokie and is the shadow feeling stronger due north uh yes definitely okay uh, not i didn't mean to say definitely like lots lots stronger no it's in that direction yes, it's definitely that direction okay. it's definitely not off to your east here um if that i'm helps. not uh, suggesting that we take time to do it, but if you want me to take 10 minutes and ritually cast Detect Magic, I can do it for you, but I don't know if that would be helpful. But it's a concentration thing, and the moment uh, 
things kick off, I will not have it. But if we don't I, think it's worth messing with, then we can go on. I, I think we should continue. <laughs> uh, maybe keep an eye out for traps, though. Maybe treat, keep an eye out for traps. <laughs> Barrett, hearing that wise suggestion, we'll just generally check for traps. Okay. Uh, you can roll an investigation check if you like. And while he's doing that, with a quick, quick glance around, I don't see any silhouettes besides our own. Maybe a bat. Or you mean the utterly creatures in- or anything? Yeah. You can roll an investigation check, but no. 14 on the perception. Okay. Or, I mean, no, 14 investigation. Okay. And I'd like to flip for my passive 22. Um, That is true. So 22. Um, I would say probably... Uh, everyone should roll initiatives, probably. Jeez. Already? Yep. Boink. Wow. Dawn just looks for animals, and we roll an initiative. <laughs> but if Dawn sees the animal, does the animal see us? Uh, we're going to find out what your initiatives are here in just a second. Hello. Okay, Barrett. 16. Z? 10. Ellie? 7? No, I, I hadn't rolled. Hold on. <laughs> right, Dawn? 24. Oh, and I, I brought Aiden along for some reason. I was no. just looking at the map. I'm like, Aiden's in here. <laughs> uh, seven. He's not supposed to be. Attack. <laughs> Aiden was a copy. <laughs> Aiden, is, Aiden is the doppelganger. Get him. What was that, Ellie? I'm sorry. 17. And is All right. Do I see a shout? A silhouette of Dreslin, like, up against the wall? Like, no. Like, crunk in no. Emperor's New Groove? <laughs> trying to sneak past? Um, literally just above you. Um, uh, quite a distance above you because the ceilings are pretty high is a um, substantially long 15 feet or so serpentine creature of some sort. Um, it is blue in color. It has a number of legs that are currently attached to the ceiling and um, it is climbing almost completely silently. If you literally had not been looking around you would not have seen it. So uh, you can have a surprise round with it, um, and I will let you go first before it does, and then we will drop into initiative order. One very quick question. If my role gets me this information, is it like a giant bug or just serpentine in shape with a bunch of legs? I can't tell if it's a bug or a reptile with legs. No, uh, it is not a bug. It is a creature. Okay. Um, Big bug, I should say. Yeah, no, let me do this too real quick. Uh, I'll do that in a second. Um, it looks a lot like... I'm trying to think if any of you would have seen this, and I just don't think you would have. I just don't think you would have. Um, it looks a lot like this guy. Oh. Oh, that's cool. The shine on this dis- on this illustration is just disgusting, though. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks yeah. white and slick. Yeah, I don't it's like moist. It. Cavey, gross. It's got the cave drip on it. And it is currently above you, um, kind of leaning down at you. Oh, which oh. means we get its token. Okay, so nine words. Um, and it hasn't. It has no. It's looking. It's looking at us. Uh, it is. You notice it because it is rapidly moving toward you. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> it is definitely on an attack course, but it is got it. You and just nobody else knows. And last question: How tall is the ceiling? Um, where it is is probably a little bit lower. Probably about thirty feet above you is about forty. Okay. Um, giant blue serpent above us. That blue, <laughs> approaching. Uh, 
I'm going to Sacred Flame it. Bam. So it has to make a dexterity saving throw. Tiny. And uh, my tone is urgent. And your tone is on the defensive. Yes. That is an 18. And I believe that passes. Let me triple check. It does. Just passes. Um, I will not take a bonus action, but I will move, if I may be permitted to, to be more defensive for Morak. Okay, cool. If if it's wherever is closest to being in between. I know it's above us, but... Yep. Okay, that's my turn. You noticed it first. Um, it scurries quickly in this direction and drops down. Um, and it's going to drop down almost right on you, uh, making an attack at you first. So as it kind of, um, on its way down, it swipes its tail out, um, essentially trying to, you can very clearly feel it trying to wrap around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is only an 18. That will miss. Um, at which point it will turn and make an attempt to bite you as well. And that is going to be a 20. And that will hit. Okay. And it's that blue. It is the blue. What do you mean is the blue? It's glowing the blue. Like, that's what I told the group. I want to make sure that I... Oh, no, 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 no. It is not glowing. Oh, because I was like, oh my gosh, we found a temporal... Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Glowing glowing red. Glowing red. Okay, well then, Don did not tell the group it was blue, but okay, I say... You said, said, is it blue, that blue? And I'm looking at this creature and saying, yes, it's that blue. blue." Okay, okay, no. So I would have told the group, blue serpent, red glow. Blue serpent, red glow. Blue serpent, red glow. (laughs) Blue flower, red thorns. Uh, Never mind. But I still will have attacked it and moved to defend Morak. Like none of my okay. actions change, just the wording. Um, so it, as it reaches out to bite you with all of its needly teeth, it makes purchase. Um, and that is going to be 33. Oh, oh, that's bad. I let out a yelp. A mighty yelp. A yelp mm-hmm. review. It hurts. <laughs> One star. <laughs> it hurts. All right. And then uh, that was our surprise round. So the two people that were aware of each other got to take surprises. We will now jump into order, um, which actually, funnily enough, brings us back to Dawn. I'm going to punch it in the eye. <laughs> Just That's my first reflex. So, oh gosh, that's a... Wait, hold on. I might be lying. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hold on. Hold, please. Uh, it would take us... I'm sorry. It takes us to... Wake, wake, wake. Um, it takes us to Aiden, who's not playing today. Uh, Barrett, I'm sorry. You, you were. Your... <laughs> All right. Um, oh wait, do I have to roll my punch because it's now normal initiative? Hold, please. I didn't mean to cut you off, Travis. No, it's fine. I, I, I can't oh, no, believe. I lied. I'm sorry. It was indeed done. Uh-huh. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. See, I didn't think Barrett's sorry. initiative was that great. So okay. Yeah, I was gonna I say. I was like, didn't I roll higher than you? Yeah, that I thought you did. A... 24 to hit it. Okay, and what are you hitting it with, please? My fist. Oh, your fist. Right. I'm punching it because I haven't gotten any weapons out. Um, um, that definitely hits, yes. Okay, it's been a billion years since I used this. Let me quickly check a thing. Oh, not a weapon. Dang it, I can't divine strike it. Okay, it will take a whopping two damage to its eyelid. <laughs> its eyelid. All right, it goes. Perfect. Um, what did you do looking rough. club? And as it pulls its teeth out of you, Don, that's all happening kind of simultaneously. Um, you would, I think all of you, 
within range would be all of you would definitely notice um, some electrical sparking as he does that. Stefan mechanics thing. I didn't declare that I took anything off of my belt or my person. Oh, okay. Well, that's on you. <laughs> well, I wanted to get this off of me first. So it's your own damn fault is what she just said. Uh, like... well, she can keep saying that because I made my decisions and I stick by them. Okay. But you can draw. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm saying mechanically. Free action. Yes, you can. But you I can chose draw not a weapon to. and whack them with it. Okay. Just check. I chose not to. I respect your choice. Uh, I don't. No, I'm kidding. Nope. <laughs> it just, man, the words just made themselves very apparent. <laughs> okay. All right. Ellie, what would you like um, to oof. Or actually, Don, did you want to move at all? Uh, just in between it and Morak, if I can. Let's let's get you more to the front here so that we can actually. Can I ask a, I, I again, I'm really not trying to tell you what to do, but what would Stout be doing in this? Like the Stout go on. Oh, he Dawn's moves on my turn, right? Um, he will immediately fly to an outcropping of some stone <laughs> to be out of the way. That does not surprise me. He was not swallowed whole then. No. He was not. All right, Ellie, what would you like to do? I will. So I'm sorry to interrupt you yet again, but for reference, um, he's obviously a huge creature. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I figured so much, but I will take that into consideration and figure out if that changes any plans. I am going to immediately... Um, I didn't realize I could do this, but we're going to say with a little bump of fey magic, we'll, um, I'm going to cast Bless at, hold on, at my, at like my spell casting level, like fifth level. And then I think that will encompass everyone if I'm correct. Sorry, double checking. You can target one additional creature above first level. Yeah, so I'm going to do that, and then everyone gets blessed, including myself and Morak. And then... What does bless do again, just as a reminder? Uh, you get uh, add to roll a d4 to your attack rolls or saving throws. Um, yeah. And then I will... Uh, we're going to say bonus action of... Is it a bonus? I think it's a bonus. Favored foe. I don't remember. I'm just going to do that now. Um, I think that's all I can do at the moment. Okay. I will move further away, though. I cannot do that. Maybe in this direction. Okay. Double checking distances. These squares are all five, right? They are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay, good deal. Um, Barrett, what would you like to do? All right, Barrett. I'm I'm gonna assume that there's stalactites and stuff around that just aren't on the map. Is that fair? Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Barrett will parquet off of a stalactite. And A like can't believe it's not butter or parkour. Never mind. Nice. <laughs> it took me a minute because I was like, did I say it wrong or what? You said uh, <laughs> so that he is flanking and that he gets advantage on all of his attacks because of the flanking. Um, but he'll come down and He's just going to wail, because that seems like what we're doing. So, first attack with Shadow Fist Gloves. <coughs> is oh, a <laughs> 27 plus 3, a 30. Wow, um, I'm pretty sure that hits. All right, just checking. Uh, let's see here. 
So that is, yeah. So that's eight points of blood, magical bludgeoning and nine points of necrotic. And the thing loses one strength. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So that's first hit. Punch him again. And this is considered one of the bonus action unarmed strikes. So that's a 24 to hit. Also hits. All right. And this time we do 12 points of magical bludgeoning with 10 points of necrotic and one more strength point. And I need him to make a dexterity save, please. A DC 20 dexterity save. Which he fails. He is now prone if he is capable of going prone. Yep. Or I don't know. That's your call. A large creature. Is it possible for a large creature to, or for a huge creature to go prone from a medium creature? Um, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I can just say he lost his reaction. But Well, I would say lar- large, yes. But he definitely has spider climb and 12 legs. So I'm not 100% okay. sure. That's um, fair. All right, then I will just say he loses his reaction. Okay. Fair and enough. on that hit, I will extract aspects. What is he resistant to? Nice. Um, he is... Welcome home. Uh, he doesn't appear to be resistant to anything. Okay. Uh, I'd take that next. back. Probably lightning. Electric. Okay. Okay. Next attack. I'm continuing to attack with advantage because I'm still flanking. That is fine. Uh, I do think we need to limit the... Um, gloves though because we didn't rebalance those yet i know i i and you just you figure out what you want to do it, it feels like to me well we I can think, talk about it later uh, maybe one time per turn he gets to do a strength drain on him not every single hit um definitely not every single hit for sure Yeah, because that feels insane yeah. but okay um all right so that was a 19 to hit uh yep that hits all right so that's eight points of magical bludgeoning, four points of necrotic, and we'll nerf the gloves so I won't roll for the strength thing. And this time, I'll do the extract aspects again. Uh, what is his vulnerabilities? He has none. I mean, he's probably vulnerable to, like, really chick flick movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Okay, using a key point, last attack. Uh, that's a whole lot. <laughs> uh, just definitely... for the record, though, it's a 34. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I'm getting the D4 every time from yeah from the Bless. So, all right. Damage is 10 points of Magical Blessing, 6 points of Necrotic. And let's go ahead and dump one key point in there to do a uh, Stunning Strike. So that's two key points that I've used this turn. And this is his Stunning Strike, and he's got to beat a DC 20 Constitution please which he absolutely beat okay uh barrett will yell out he's resistant to lightning and i'm gonna stay there though okay um because i want more act to have i want more act i want anybody else to have flanking if they want it okay gotcha. i'm there good all right z what would you like to do uh he would like to pull out a trio of dark duffers dark duffers yep and since he's so close he's just gonna do some scarfiness toward her uh, and then roll out of the way. Okay. And what will that do to our creature? That will give him a minus one to attack for each one that hits him. Okay. First one's a 20 before the bless. That's enough. <laughs> Ooh. 
second is a three before the bless. A 23, is that what you said? Yep. Okay. And the last one's a 17. That one missed. All right. Okie dokie. Um, and then Z rolls out of the way uh, just to the east along that stalactite column. I'm east yeah, there. Yeah. Is that good? That's good. Cool. Um, he is going to react to all the damage that he has taken. Um, but not with an actual reaction because that's gone. Because oh, you took that away. So, no, he's not. You're right. Forgot, but, forgot to say I mean, it. he can react, but not. no. He can react. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, okay. And it's Aiden's turn. Aiden is going to have another bite of sausage because he's really enjoying himself. Right? Mm hmm. Um, and that brings us to the creature's turn. Oh, the creature actually was supposed to go after Barrett. So I him. I'm sorry. Um, the creature angry with Barrett is going to strike at Barrett with his tail. Ooh. Uh, oh, that is over here somewhere right there. Um, that is a t- uh, 29. That hits. Okay. Um, I'm Barrett, going to half that. Uh, it's 28 damage, Barrett, from yep. constriction. Um, so halved is 14. And um, as he basically smacks you with his tail, um, he it, you feel it wrap around you at the same time, and immediately a constriction event happens. Um, so you are currently grappled and restrained. And then, <laughs> then uh, he's going to try to eat you. And he's got a minus two on his attacks, right? Because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is a... Oh, wait, minus two. So that is a 24. That is a hit. Okay. Um, so Barrett, uh, he's very angry with you and grabs you, wraps you up in his tail, and then eats you. Um, so that is another 31 damage. Good. Oh. Dang. Well, I didn't see that, so sorry, Barrett. <laughs> and you are um, you are now considered swallowed. You are blinded, and you are restrained. And yep, and that's that. Um, he is going to move at this point uh, with Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> he and Barrett are going to go on a little trip. Uh, he is going to come over here and immediately climb this stalactite. Let me check his speed really quickly. A whole lot. Let's do walk and climb 40. Um, so he's going to make it all the way up to the ceiling over here. So he is now back up on the ceiling over here. Um, Don, you, and Morak would both get attacks of opportunity. Um, Morak would definitely swing an axe at him, but it's Morak, so mm, doesn't hit. What would you like to do? Um... That has to be a weapon attack, right? It's like literally been so long. Um, you mean like versus a spell? Attack of opportunity has to be a melee attack with a weapon, right? Or just a melee attack? Okay. Um, I'll just try to punch Unless you have the, uh, that, that feat that lets you do a spell. Right. Yeah. Warcaster. Yeah, there we go. That one. Uh, I can't do math. 16? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. And that would bring us to your turn then. Um, let's see. Uh, and it's on the ceiling? It is on the ceiling. Yeah, well, it's kind of halfway. So it climbed this great big column. Mm-hmm. This top half has made it to the ceiling. 
Okay. Oh, it's bottom half kind of still dangles down on the collar. Oh, yeah. dang it. Sorry. I am going to aim a guiding bolt okay. at the second level at its head. Okay. Oh, natural 20. Nice. <laughs> Bring back the monk. <laughs> Bring back the monk. Uh, damage 5d6. <laughs> Double radiant. Nice. Um, oh, that was good. Uh, 42 damage total. Ouch. So as it climbs up, I'm just going to fling my hand up as if hucking a baseball of burning light straight towards its face. Got it. How much was it? Sorry. 42. 42. All right. Uh, um, and then it's your turn. Nope. Yes. Well, I would like to move. Um, five, ten, and I'm going to yell to Ellie, get the musket. It doesn't miss. And I will draw the club, and that is my turn. Okay. That will bring us to Ellie. Mm, give me a second. Why do I not have the damage for this thing? What are the, um, what are the rules for pulling something out of the bag? Is it a free action, or is it my action? Or is it for a bonus you, I think it's a bonus action if you oh. are the person getting it out. The bonus, if right. you have the bag. Okay. Uh, I will. I will say also as Ellie, as you're reaching into this bag, um, the creature seems to. You glance back up at the creature, mm-hmm. and do not see it. Uh, Don, you would have watched it essentially fade from existence. So it doesn't radiant. I mean, doesn't guiding bolt actually cause a advantage on the around? next hit? But... Yeah. But so I can't see its glow it either. Add a shimmer to the the creature. It adds a shimmer, yes, but does so the glow also fades out. Its silhouette's gone. Oh no, you would still see its silhouette. Nobody else would. You would see its silhouette. What about the glow from guiding bolt? Uh, I don't know. Seems like that would probably stick around, but I don't know. So my head. So give me a second. I just put it in the spell check. Get it? Spell. Check. <laughs> oh, like oh, I get it. Um, Magic missile is one d four plus one, right? Or is it just for dart? Yeah, one dart. What? How dart. much? I'm trying to find my. Oh yeah, it is one d four. Thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target until then. Yes, I'm going to say that is still going to be in effect. Okay. Even though he is invisible. So <laughs> you get your monster back. Um, but it's a glow, a shimmer, a glow. Okay. So I can see it. You can. I will. No, it is a reaction. Sorry. Um, I will. I will uh, go ahead and uh, do as Don suggested. We will pull out the gun and. Uh, pew pew. Pew pew. Um, I'm just gonna do it at the top, at the highest level. Uh, not the highest, the second to highest, because I. This is a good wand, right? This is not the broken one. It is the good one, yes. Okay, well then I'll just do it at the highest level because there's no reason to not do that. So let's see, what is the point of doing that D and D Beyond? Jeez. Okay, one of them was a four, but give me a second while I go ahead and just roll six other individual D fours. Okay, so that's 15 plus 6, 21. So total 26. 26 damage or hit? Uh, t- 
it's it's magic missile, so it oh, automatically hits. Oh, um, if I know, I assume if I can see where the creature is, then it automatically hits. Yep, totally. And then it's twenty six points of force damage. Gotcha. Noted. Uh, very good. Would you like to move? You know what? Yes. Okay. I would. I'm would... going to go ahead and if I can find the map where we are. Did he not move? Am I crazy? I thought. Mm-hmm. He... Oh, okay. I thought he had like moved behind me or something like that. Oh, that was me dragging him off the map so that you couldn't see him because he wasn't. Ah, I will. Five, 15, 20, 30. I'm going to move here. Get as close as possible. And um, that's my turn. Okay. Barrett, what would you like to do? Uh, before that, though, um, the creature begins digesting you. And so, at the the top of my turn, or this is his turn? It is at the top of your turn. Okay. Um, And so, you will take 22 acid damage. Okay. As that happens, two things happen. Okay. Um, And this, I guess, would not be part of my turn because it just happens. Uh, The first thing is that he gets a Wrath of the Storm, which I should have done last time but forgot to. And he takes. Uh, he needs to make a DC 18 deck save. Mm, a deck save. He is not going to be able to do that from inside of him. Okay, then he takes 10 points of thunder damage. Electric? No, it's not like I can choose to either be lightning or thunder, but because I knew his resistance to lightning, I'm choosing the thunder. Oh. And hoping that thunder in the belly. <laughs> There's a rumbling in my thunder belly. He's got a rumbly in his tumbly. Okay, then the second thing that happens is when Barrett takes the 22 damage, that drops him below. Oh, dang it, you guys aren't going to get to see it. I've been waiting to describe this. <laughs> All right, so you don't get to see it. Um, would Barrett... we see anything from the outside, like no. it glows and pulses? Or... Well, you would have seen inside this, from Barrett's scar, this radiant energy just totally engulfs him. And he gets back some hit points, which are, where's the radiant defense? He gets back. Where's that? Sorry, Damon. It's the first time I've used it. It's my level plus my wisdom modifier. So level 13 plus five. So get 18 temporary hit points back. And I'm now resistant to necrotic damage until those temporary hit points are gone. And... He's going to take 1d8 plus my wisdom modifier of radiant damage. So that's 5 plus 5 is 10 points of radiant damage from his belly. So now he's got serious heartburn in addition to a rumbly in his tummy. <laughs> okay. Um, Barrett, you feel his um, his whole, everything around you contract on you um, as, as the damage is dealt. <clears throat> but he still manages to stomach you for now. Okay. So that was all kind of automagic stuff. I that, that hasn't automagic. been automatic. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so now for my turn, if I'm reading the conditions correctly, being blinded, grappled, and restrained, that's disadvantage on the blinded, disadvantage on the grapple attack. I'm on the restrained attack, so it wouldn't do me any. I'm going to be at disadvantage when I attack. And you're you still have a you still have a D four. Blinded and restrained, not grappled. Oh, I'm not grappled anymore? Nope. That was while you were wrapped in his tail. Now you're in his stomach. Well, then. 
Um, so it's still disadvantage. Still on disadvantage. The, what's that? Still disadvantage. Yes. You're yeah. Correct. Well, I because I've got a way to get rid of the blinded disadvantage, but I would still have the disadvantage from restrained. So it doesn't make any sense to do it. All right. Then Bear's just going to start punching because that's all he can do. Actually. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, mm. No, he, he would punch. <laughs> the tactically correct thing to do would start healing myself, but screw it. He's going to punch at least three times. All right. First time, let me get a. Oh, I didn't roll that with disadvantage. So those, oh. Actually, those are going to be um, flat because any attacks made from within a creature's stomach is going to be made oh. with it. All right. Um, well, then I'll just take the highest of those two. Uh, that's a 20 that's a to hit plus the d4. 20. Thank you, Stefan. 21 to hit. 21 hit. Okay. So he takes 11 points of magical bludgeoning, 8 points of necrotic, and loses one more strength. Okay. And that, um, at that point, is enough. (laughs) Barry, you are vomited. Um, I need you to make a dexterity save, please. Is this falling damage? Uh, It's basically going to be to land on your feet or land prone. I don't know. Because he can do his uh, uh, slow fall. Yeah, it would only be 20-ish feet of falling damage. So Okay, so still want to save. All right. Uh, save just to decide whether or not you yeah. land. Uh, 12. You will be prone. Okay. Um, so, Barrett, you come up bleh, uh, covered in slimy bear acid um, and just hit the ground and it slides out from under you, the wet floor, the wet acid on your feet. Um, so you are prone but it is still your turn. Okay. And I couldn't punch him as I'm coming out. Uh, nope. Eh. All right. Uh, so on the ground, I've used one melee attack. Oh, come on. You're going to flip up on you from prone up to the full. Come on. It's the martial artist thing to do. Right. I, it, no, it is. It totally is. Um, yeah, I, I like that idea. So he'll hop up to his feet. That's half so, of his movement. Half his movement, yeah. So he's still got 20... Uh, half, half 55, half is 25, because you round down in D&D. And you said he's 40 feet in the air? Um, From you, his head? Uh, well, from where you are, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then Barrett will just throw... I mean, technically, I could... That doesn't make sense. Barrett will just do a... Use a key point to heal himself. Okay. Anything else? Or plus... Plus five, so ten points of healing for himself. Okay, groovy. And that will be my turn. Other than he'll yell something crazy at the thing, like "That's all you got," and step back over here. Oh, actually, you know what? No, scratch the healing. He will step in front of Dawn, kind of between Dawn and Morak and and uh, Ellie, and he'll use um, his bonus action to do patient defense. That's what he'll do. Right. Okay, that's better. Cool. So uh, the thing comes back by. All right. Good enough. And that brings us to its turn. Um, it is still mostly invisible, um, but not quite. And <clears throat> yeah, the glow would be enough to see what it does. So it um, moves down the rock just a little bit. Um, and the back six legs cling to that column while the front half of him kind of reaches out. His gaping maw opens and a charge of lightning heads toward um, Barrett and Dawn. You will both need to make dexterity saves. Okay. 
With the plus D4 from yeah. LA. Oh, shoot. It's a D8. I keep forgetting. It's a oh, D8. Oh, that's very <laughs> helpful. Well, wow. better better to know now than yeah. earlier. Um, I still have whatever damage they take. Both of them? Yeah. If I can. I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to do two at once. So. You've never done that. Well, because it's never happened before. <laughs> so I guess um, we're going to find out. I rolled a 15. I have a 14. All the pluses out on top of that, right? Or mm-hmm. those... uh, so both of you succeed. Oh, wow. Um, thank you. It was gross. Um, no, thank you. Um, so that is going to be 30 points of damage to each of you. And then Ellie is having the damage that Don takes? Yes, because Barrett actually takes none. Because if I made the save, you did. Okay, so evasion to miss the other half. You rolled a fourteen. It just depends on who she chooses. I rolled a fourteen, and then well, you she can't on top of that, right? Yeah. So so evasion is if you were successful. Well, but I'm trying to make sure you were successful. You rolled a fourteen. I, I rolled a fourteen before adding any bonuses. No, no, I'm with the bonuses. Oh, you're right. So I failed it. So I take half. So no, okay. my no. total. I rolled a nine. On oh, the okay. save, and then I got a plus six from the D eight, so I I'm plus five from the D eight, so I got a fourteen total. Okay. So then you did my fail. save. Okay, so I failed it. So then I only take half damage because on evasion I only take half damage on a failed. Okay, okay. so half of the thirty. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And I can only pick one person, right? Um, we're getting there. Oh, okay. Sorry. So it said she. Oh, I'm sorry, Anna. Don. Yes. Was your final roll a 15? That was My your... final roll was a 15 with okay. everything added onto it. All right, then I'm sorry. You also failed. I misunderstood. Okay. okay. I was going to ask if a 30 was on a successful save because that was going to be shocking. I just totally misunderstood. So so that's 61 points of damage. And then um, Ellie is having that. So you'll take mine. 30. Yes. Okay. okay. So I'm taking how many? 31? 30. 30. Okay. Um, so... Ellie, you reach out to take half of the damage from both of them, and um, probably all of you would notice um, Barrett's scar glow as soon as you reach out to do that. Real quick, double checking. So I did take from Barrett. How much did he? How much damage did he get? So he ended up with fifteen. So I take fifteen from his, right? right. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, just making sure. And thirty from Don. Okay. For a total of forty-five. Okay. Mm-hmm. And continue. Sorry. That's okay. Um, our critter will run away. Oh, hold on. Z's yep. been waiting a long time keeping an eye. Z is really fast. Z does not want to let him get away. Z's got to have a reaction somehow to this, especially seeing it. Um, is he that fast? I mean, he's fast. 60 feet. And I mean, what? he's out of range, so he's not. there's no attack of opportunity for you, Z. I know. But he's only uh, going to make it to here, if that helps. Uh, Z will, seeing him go, will run after him at great pace with great Alon, uh, throwing some dark stuff, some um, Bobby Dallers at him so he can be seen. Okay. Which is um, act. Which is just in time because his thing is about to fade. Yeah. All right, roll your attack. All right. So. With a add a D8, don't forget. Oh, good thing. 15. So there's a 22. That hits for sure. And uh, so 
it's three discs, it's three balls. At least one of them hits him. So yeah. he's probably glitter dusted. Okay. More or less. So he's not going invisible anytime soon. And he will make every effort he can to follow him. Um, this is not the end of combat, though, right? It's the end of this round. Turn order? Uh, well, I'm I'm only asking. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, so I'm no. just confused. <laughs> uh, it's now that was Z's turn. Z's oh, okay. Z goes yeah. right after the creature. So now it's Don's turn. Uh, at a glance, how are Barrett and Ellie's life forces looking? Oh, um, I'm I'm betting Ellie's looks a little weak, but that's just a guess. So Ellie, you can tell her within 25% ranges. You're at 25, you're 50, 75. I'm a little above 50. Don't heal me. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> and then I look at Barrett, Barrett's force. Barrett is a little below 50, but he seems to have a few temporary health. Couple spots are a little shinier. Couple spots are a little shinier. There you go. Okay. Good job, guys. Way to stick to that. You can tell her this one thing. <laughs> Uh, trying to trying to stay in it no yeah, go ahead so respecting barracks i know he'll get irritated i know <laughs> i'm gonna yell at ellie drink a potion damn it and then i will heal myself with that with a healing word because i am also flickering kind of badly <laughs> feels weird to see that on myself uh i'll respond when it's my turn damn it <laughs> i haven't gotten a chance to do anything <laughs> Actually, no, I'll do cure wounds on myself. That'll be my action. So 2d8 plus 8 plus. So I'll take back 15 as my action. And then uh, bonus action, I don't have any. So I will move over 5, 10, 15 here to well, 20 to keep eyes on it if it starts to fade. Because I haven't seen Z throw anything yet. So yeah, at this got- point, you can see it sparkly. So. Okay, cool. But okay, that's my turn. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. That would take us to Ellie. Um, from where you are, you cannot see the creature at all, Ellie. Mm-hmm. But I can see Z, see Z running off after him, right? You did see Z run off after him, yeah. Okay. Oh, damn. This is my bad. I completely forgot. Um, I took damage multiple times, so should have rolled con- mm. uh, Constitution. Or concentration check multiple times. So I'm gonna just do that now. For what? Bless. Oh yep. Yep. It didn't work on either of their save anyway, so at least on the plus side there wasn't a That's save. true. But I will roll for it to see if it stays up or not before really my turn. D and D beyond. Are you so weird? Okay. Um okay, so that's down. I rolled an eleven. No more bless. We'll say, yeah, after their their huge um, damage, that would have gone down. Okay. Um, I will go ahead and um, I'm going to just, yeah, heal myself. Because apparently I need to be told to do that. <laughs> and then I will uh, take off after Z. I'm not as fast as them, but I will try to keep up and we'll say bonus action actually this uh this rock formation here is that like um is that a thing that's blocking our view is there a space to get on top of it or is it all the way to the ceiling it goes all the way to the ceiling okay great big pillar 
and I can't go where Dawn was. Yeah, I'll just move myself going this way. Okay, cool. 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, you are now in view of the creature for the record. All right. Um, I'll do those healing later, but I will do Eldritch Blast 3, where I can see the sparkly shimmer glimmer. Okay. Uh, 22 to hit. That hits. Okay. Does 16 hit? No, unfortunately not. Okay, and then last one. I think that's a 27 yeah also hits okay and uh so that's gonna be total 24 points of force damage okay um and as soon as that first one hits you see him kind of shake his head um his sparkly head no less and um point it directly at you and z um as a reaction and strike out again with his lightning breath. He doesn't have to re-roll for that. Um, oh, that's a saving throw for both of you and Z. DC uh, dexterity. That's a 16 on the deck save. Nice. Uh, that is a, ooh, that's a 21 for me. Okay. So both of you make the save and take 22 points of lightning damage not have z's but z hasn't had damage yet okay 4d4 plus 4 give me two, two three four eight four twelve and then how much damage was that it was 20 22 thank you 22 is what i wrote down thank you 22 yeah. and that okay. is ha- that's halved okay oh, so it's 10 not 20 i'm so confused oh that no, is half. 22, 22 is-, is already halved yeah okay okay Gotcha. Um, ooh, as a reaction for Ellie, also finally. Sudden, well, actually, no one sees it except for Z. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, the timing of these things. Z, you get to see a bunch of spectral little fake creatures pop up and surround Ellie. And that's, that's it. <laughs> that was my turn also. Okay, cool. Uh, that brings us to Barrett. The slobbery, slimy, digested Barrett. Yeah, but he's kind of pissed off. And he's really having a good time secretly (laughs) with this whole thing. I love it. So much that he's going to do something stupid and run and parkour off this wall and start swinging again. Okay. Uh, And he used his reaction, so he can't do anything about it. Yep. If I could get back to the point. Oh, that I can attack. There we go. That is a 29 to hit That's... for 14 points of magical bludgeoning and two points of necrotic. 16 total? Uh, 16 total, and he loses one more point of strength. Okay. Hopefully he's getting a little weak, but maybe not. Uh-huh. Uh, then I'll... Is Z flanking? Is that considered flanking? Uh, no, he's on the ceiling. Oh, he's on... Oh! Uh, okay, then... Okay, so this is just flat roll. Here we go. Uh, that's a 19. Uh, that hits. Great. And that is nine points of magical bludgeoning and seven of necrotic for 21 damage. Nine and seven is 16? Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Not 16. Uh, and uh, we're nerfing the gloves, so he doesn't get any more there, but he does lose his reaction. Ooh, okay. And take my third strike. Uh, what is the rule on the reaction? He loses it this until your next turn. 
Yeah, let me read it just to make sure. Open hand technique. It can't take reactions until the end of your next turn. No. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then let's do that. Okay. So Barrett will go ahead and hit punch again. This time it's 27. Definitely hit. For 14 points of magical bludgeoning and 7. So that is 21. Of total damage there. Um, And this time, I would like for him to make a DC 20 strength check. Mm. He's down on some strength. A save. A save. Sorry. DC 20 dex save. Uh, Strength save. Oh, he fails. Okay. So then he is pushed 15 feet straight away from me. So I was trying to knock him off the ceiling. I'm going to give him an opportunity to save against falling. Sure. Which he failed. Right, he falls to the ground. And I will drop to the ground myself and use my last uh, attack this time to give myself a little bit of healing. Okay. Um, so I will get back 12 points of healing and um, use key point for that. And that's my turn. I, I ran up walls and junk. That's enough movement. Awesome. Um, wow. You are a problem for him. Uh, so he is going to whip out again at you with his tail. Uh, 18. What did you say? 28. 28 does hit. Or if these are strength-based attacks, is he losing some to hit every time? Um, for the strength-based ones, he is, yes. Okay, great. Um, so he hits. You are grappled. Okay. Do I take any damage? Yep. Because if I do, then he gets a double Wrath of the Storm and some... Uh, Shield of Radiant damage. Um, you're going to take 20... Let's see, and then strength is down by 3. Uh, 22 points of damage. Okay, so 22 points of damage. So uh-huh. the first 3 is gone for the temporary hit points. So that leaves me more... 19 damage. Okay, so my Shield of Radiance thing drops. Okay. So he doesn't actually take the damage for that, but he needs to make a... DC 18 dexterity save for Wrath of the Storm. Uh, and that is 14. Nope. So he fails, so he takes 7 thunder damage. 7 thunder damage. Okay, and I'm restrained. You are, and once again he is going to make an attempt to swallow you. Yeah. And he rolled 2 twice. <laughs> um, which makes it only a 14, so... I'm assuming that does not hit. That does not hit. Darn. Um, Barrett does the, you know, legs and feet out, legs and hands out to yes. hold the mouth open. Uh-huh. Um, but he is going to uh, run away. Run away with Barrett. Uh, he's on the ground now, so he's got 60 feet of movement. 5, 10, 15, 30. Need more map. 35. And right here is the hole that he squeezes into. Um, Z and Ellie, you would watch as his body elongates from this massive creature and he just narrows himself to fit into this tiny little five-foot hole. Um, And I would say probably the last third of him is hanging out of that hole. (laughs) Which includes the Barrett Which includes Barrett. Which includes Barrett hanging out of the hole. Um, And... Z, you probably would have been close enough to get an attack opportunity. 
Uh, Z will first cast hideous laughter as this thing starts to move away, or as indeed it was falling to the ground. He's been kind of holding it, ready to cast it. Okay. Hideous laughter. Uh, wisdom save a 16 if he has intelligence of four or more. He does, believe it or not. And his wisdom save is um, an 18. And um, that will save. And Z will run after him with great dash, with great pace, and stick his mythical claw so he does not get away into his body in some way. Okay. Roll an attack. And I guess you could count that burning a kitty point for a second attack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that is a 17. Unfortunately, that no. In. That unfortunately misses. He is an 18. So Z and Barrett and the tail are now hanging out at the back of the cave. <laughs> is there anything else they'd like to do, Z? Uh, grab on. I don't want to let him go. All right. Uh, so you can make a grapple check and we'll do that at disadvantage just because it's yet another action for you. Uh, that's considering the size of the creature and the role of 13. I don't think that's going to do it. Not unfortunately. Okay, according to my chart, it is Aiden's turn. He is going to switch from his sausages to his potatoes. And then, Don, it will be your turn. Um, okay. There is nothing that would have prevented you from seeing what just happened. So, all right. Uh, best I can do, I will dash using all of my movement to get to here. Uh, at the same time, spiritual weapon will fire to try to hit the base of the tail between Barrett and the wall. Got it. Um, oh, 27 to hit. That definitely hits. And I use my action. So I'll just, I put my arms out to grab on my next turn. Or if Barrett wants to grab my arms. Um, Barrett. That will swallowed? be a total of five force damage. All right. Barrett was not swallowed now. Barrett was not swallowed. Oh, okay. Okay. He's held well, in the table currently. Gotcha. So I'm I'm ready to be grabbed by Barrett if he so Good chooses. Enough. That is my that's my what a dexterous animal. Um, and that brings us to Ellie. What would you like to do, Ellie? I'm going to. Uh, oh gosh, you guys are all hanging out there, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to run up as close as possible. Excuse me while I find. There it is. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I'll get up as far as this. If there's any space for attacking, slowing uh, this guy down with the Eldritch Blasts, I would do so. I don't know, though. It looks like a tight space. So if, if there's any chance of hitting Barrett because like the hole is only five feet, then I would not do that. So the hole is only five feet, but this creature is now, because he's lengthened himself to go into the hole, mm -hmm. um, he's probably a good 30 feet long. And so there's at least 10 feet of him sticking out. There is definitely a chance of hitting Barrett, no question. But there's there's target as well. Okay, what I'll do instead, I think, I'm just going to try it out. I'll cast Eldritch Blast. Um oh I'm not I'm not close enough. Never mind. I can't do that yet. Too many people. I am going to cast I'm gonna cast bless one more time. Oh no, wait, can I do that? Yes. Yes, I can at first level. And it's only going to be 
Oh, wait, hold on. Do, do you can cast this using a spell slot higher? You can target one. Those rules are confusing. I don't want to make, make a mistake there. I won't cast bless. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's, it's part of the like fate touch thing, but they have where you can cast it at a higher level, but then I also have access to it at first level. So I don't know if I can do both or if I can only do the one. Um, so I'll say that I can't do it right now. Okay. Okay. I won't cast anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to... <laughs> I don't know. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll cast Mage Hand. And Mage okay. Hand will go and tickle the back end of this creature in an okay. attempt to do nothing but make it laugh. It so Z couldn't make it laugh. You're going to handle it this time. Yeah, sure. Got Let's it. do that. Got it. All right. Uh, I don't, it's not laughing, but no, fair enough. I don't have anything. Um, all right, Barrett, that takes us to your turn. Awesome. Uh, you are currently considered grappled and restrained. Okay, so grappled and restrained, does that mean arms are down or can I still reach into my pack and pull something out? Uh, restrained is your speed is zero, okay. and any attacks made against you have advantage. And okay. grappled is you are incapacitated. Jeez, Louise. That's Grappled a lot. is incapacitated? Grappled. It can't benefit from bonuses to its speed. Condition ends if the grappler is. Condition ends if any effect removes the grapple. I don't see incapacitated there. The condition ends. Oh, the condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated. I'm sorry, I missed that. Um, yeah. Okay. But all attacks are at disadvantage, right? And Don and Z are holding out hands for you as well. Yes. All right, so if I wanted to, that's why I was asking, are my arms restrained or can I reach out and grab them or grab something from my pack? Your or arms are available. They are available? Okay. Mm -hmm. So then Barrett will, with a bonus action, do his wholeness of body, which recovers 36 hit points, which I can do once per long rest. So 36 healing there. And then I will reach into my pack, pull out, the rope with the grappling hook and hand them the grappling hook and hanging on to the rope right at the grappling hook. So my intention is that if somehow I get pulled away, at least there's 50 feet of rope <laughs> that they will be able to track me for uh -huh. 50 more feet. Yep. That seems totally reasonable to me. But hopefully, I mean, they're holding onto the hook. I'm holding onto the hook and the rope. So I'm hoping you're that not, you're not actually making any attempt to free yourself. You're just I'm I'm basically reaching out and grabbing a hold of them, but rather than grab a hold of them directly, I'm handing them something that I'm also holding on to. Makes sense. Okay. And that way if I get pulled away, they got yeah. a trail for me. Uh okay. Anything else? Uh I can't move, so all right. That takes us to the creature's turn and he cannot, in that small space, turn around and bite. Ooh, so that's not good. Um, that happens with it. Okay. Um, he is going to make another constriction attack against you, Barrett, since you are wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Which he does at advantage, which gives him a 21. That just hit. Okie dokie. Um, constriction... Blah, 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 boink. Um, so that, oh, it's only eight damage. Okay. And in return, he needs to make a dex DC 18 save. 
He's going to fail because he's connected to you. Okay, then he takes eight points of thunder damage. Alrighty. Um, and then he is going to run. He is going to run at his speed of 40. Uh, so we will have opposed strength checks. Who's holding what you gave them, Barrett? Z's right Don, there. Don and Z. Yeah, Don and Z. Okay. Um, so each of you can roll, or one of you can roll with an advantage. Um, I have no preference. I'm happy to roll with advantage. My natural strength is not that bad. Oh, yeah, natural 20. Oh, nice. Oops. Thank you, C. <laughs> and he only rolled a full. So, um, so Barrett squip because of all his digestive juices that he's covered in and the moistness of the creature <laughs> squips out of the tail. Um, but the c- creature continues running. So creature is now 40 feet down the hole. Um, but a, a wet Barrett flops to the ground, falling out of the creature's tail. Um, yeah. So are you... Uh, let's see. So that's the creature's turn. Z, you have a wet Barrett <laughs> in front of you. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, a fourth level sleep spell, which is a 98. Ooh. Of- sleep. 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 I assume you mean on the creature, not on Barrett, right? On the creature. Right. And did it calculate? I'm working 50, on it. 50 points. If he's under 50 hit points, I'm hoping that'll put him to sleep. It's the lowest current hit points. Okay. Let's see where he is. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is not under 50. Uh, nope, doesn't work. Seven, a seven, an eight, a six, and an eight, and it still didn't put him to sleep? No, <laughs> not under 50. Dang. Good Sorry. try. Good try. Um, Don, would you like to do anything? Yes. Um. How big is the opening? Five feet? Yeah, it's a humanoid size for sure. Okay. I am going to leap over Barrett and slam into the wall. And as I do, cast Stone Shape. Okay. And slam up a wall of stone to block off the tunnel. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, That would take care of the tunnel is sealed. Ellie, do you want to destroy the tunnel and chase that creature? Is Barrett with us? He is. Mm Mm-hmm. No, the, the, the creature can go lick his wounds. Okay, the creature will go lick his wounds then. Um, that And that certainly brings some finality to this particular encounter, um, considering the creature can't get back, at least not that you know of. And your timing, Don, is excellent, because it's oh. nine. Um, so you would hear the stone as it creaks into place, Don um, making it rumble and crumble and creating a wall where the creature once was, but no sound from the creature is just gone, as far as you can tell. Uh, the only remaining sound that you hear is Morak running toward you all, kind of huffing a little bit Gimli style, um, worried to death that somebody is not okay. Um, his his first target, of course, is Barrett, who is currently on the ground, um, and he's just beside himself with worry. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Because he feels like now you're helping him and one of you has killed yourselves. Um, but yeah, that, that that would be the end of that. That was a fun battle. At least it was it for was. me. Mm-hmm. It was just one creature. So um, yeah, so that so ends the encounter with the bear, B-E-H-I-R, for anyone's notes. E-H-I-R? That is correct. 
Were we close to putting it to sleep at the end? Close? You were so close. Uh, <laughs> you were so close. It had a lot of hit points. Um, mm -hmm. I will say, um, Don, if you could roll a perception check for me. Mm -hmm. Or actually, passive if you want. because Use my passive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, okay. just because your passive is high enough to not worry about it. Okay. Um, so after all of that, after everybody's kind of catching their breath and stuff, um, you will remember having seen, um, not definitively 100% sure, but almost positive that you saw at least one or two tendrils of shadow under his skin, just like okay. you had seen. Okay. Um, he, he was not a shadow creature, you know, but, mm -hmm. but definitely, not definitely, either it's Don's paranoia or you actually saw it, <laughs> one of those okay. Um, I, I will say though his paranoia in this in this topic has essentially been correct every time. So yes, so um, trust so his paranoia. Right now. That's that's where it is. Um, but that was great, guys. Okay. You did a good job on that battle. Um, he had a massive amount of hit points and some some pretty good attacks available to him. So um, well done. And next week, hopefully, you'll get more than ten feet into this cave. Yeah. Since we've yeah. expended, you know, <laughs> three quarters of our ammunition. No, ten feet. You didn't really, did you? Oops. No. I still have, I still, I did not use more than the one are, spell. You guys are fine. I'm sure there's nothing. I, I, I made sure of that for myself. I'm sure everything else is fine. So anyway, everybody have a great evening and thank you for playing. And we will see, are we on for next week? Anybody have any restrictions? Mm, I should be fine. Yeah. Ruby. We will. Um, you can, you can chat amongst yourselves for the next week in this corner of the cave. Mm. All right. Good night, everybody. Good game. Good night. Good night.